for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Matt Barrows, who covers the San Francisco 49ers for the Athletic, about the offseason. The 49ers continue to plow their way through. Jimmy Garoppolo scheduled to have offseason shoulder surgery per Adam Schefter of ESPN, and general manager John Lynch said he does not expect this to affect Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value. What can the Niners get for the quarterback, and where are they looking in this year's NFL draft without a pick in the first round as we're right in the middle of NFL Combine Week? All that and more we can discuss with Matt Barrows, who joins me next. Today is Friday, March 4th. Always great when we can talk 49er football with Matt Barrows. Haven't talked to him since the end of the 49ers postseason run in the NFC Championship. Of course, the loss at the hands of the L.A. Rams. But we do have some news. Uh, it was John Lynch out in Indianapolis at the Combine uh, praising his his future quarterback and Trey Lance and also answering questions about some of the health of the roster this offseason. Matt, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. Even in early March, uh, quarterbacks dominate the news cycle here, especially uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. You say it's for the Niners. It's obviously for the entire league. Everybody knows you got to have a good one to win a Super Bowl. Do you remember this much quarterback talk throughout your, your time covering the Niners, not just with San Francisco, but, I mean, we're talking Aaron Rodgers. We're still talking Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. There's probably like five or six guys I haven't even mentioned that may be on the block. It seems like quarterbacks now throughout the offseason, it's the only topic we have until we get to the start of the year. What, what's your feeling on the, uh, the evolution of the way quarterbacks are covered throughout the offseason? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I remember, you know, Brett Favre was his own sort of uh, sport there for a while about, you know, will he play? Will he retire? He kept coming back. But I think you're absolutely right. And it's within the last uh, few years where these quarterbacks have realized we've got a lot of power here. If we, you know, make enough waves, we can either get ourselves out of a bad situation, uh, you know, a bad team that we're not happy with, or kind of create enough strife to kind of affect change within the teams. And you seeing you're seeing more and more quarterbacks and young quarterbacks too. Kyler Murray. God, I mean I feel like he's just gotten into the league and he's already sort of flexing his muscles about that. Russell Wilson's been doing it for a while. Aaron Rodgers has been doing it for a while, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, you're right. I mean it, it's a thing. I don't know whether it's going to affect change for any of these guys. Uh I just mentioned, but uh, they're they're definitely making waves uh, any way they can. It's definitely made football a 365-day-a-year gig for sure or uh, as a sport you got to pay attention to. Uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that John Lynch talked about on Wednesday morning. He was on Good Morning Football, and he spoke with Peter Schrager and those guys. Then he also did a media hit from Indianapolis. What do you think is the the number one target for the Niners in the draft? Obviously, don't have a, a, any picks early on in the draft. A cornerback this year could be somewhere that they go in the draft. What do you think John Lynch is focused on while the rest of the staff is back in Santa Clara? I think uh, they're going to go where where the draft is uh, the meatiest, and I, I think that's um, defensive line and wide receiver. And, and remember, they don't pick until the second round, so it's not going to be a uh, a big name. But those rounds, second and third round, that's where they have uh, a number of picks, are going to have some really talented guys there. And this is a team that really emphasizes their defensive line. They've got some guys who are coming up in free agency so they, they always want at least eight good to very good players at that position so what they call their alpha and their bravo line so you know either the edge or or the interior you know i, I wouldn't be surprised if where they have four second and third round picks right now uh, for 
second-day picks if they use two of those on the defensive line. I mean, it's just that important for them to always have a good kind of uh, line and regenerate at that position. And then wide receiver, as it stands now, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are signed for the upcoming season, and that's it. <laughs> that's the only uh, wide receiver signed. John Jennings will be uh, what was called an exclusive rights free agent, so he'll be back for sure. But they could always stand to bulk up that spot, and they could stand to add some speed there. So those are two that that jump out to me. You know, people will will scream cornerback. Um, they can always use more of those. I think center. You know, Alex Mack likely is going to come back for uh, another season. He's going to be 37 this year. So, um, you know, he's not uh, going to be here long term. And wouldn't it be nice to have a young, say, third round center learn for a year under Alex Mack, I mean, the master at running this type of offense, and then uh, kind of see Mack uh, go off into the sunset that way. So those would be my, my top three, I think, that they're going to try to hit as early as possible come April. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. I wonder about this around the league, especially because we've seen the Rams specifically be like, F those picks, man, screw picks. And now I I don't know that I would go so far as to say that like first round draft picks don't matter at all. But if you're consistently picking near the bottom of the first round where the Rams have been, where the 49ers would have been this year, I just don't think there's a ton of discrepancy in talent from, say, like pick, I don't know, 25, 26 down to pick like, let's say 35 or 36, do you think there's something to that, the value you're getting out of a second round pick and a third round pick versus that that you'd have to pay because they're at the bottom of the first round? Yeah. I mean, uh, GMs don't say this anymore at their, their pre-draft press conferences, but back when I started covering the team, you know, I don't want to date myself this is 20 years ago, but <laughs> the, you know, the, the, one of the questions would invariably be how many guys have you rated as a first rounder this year? And um, it varied from year to year. And sometimes it was, you know, 15 to 18. And sometimes it was, you know, 25 to 28. Usually it's around 20, 20 to 22, I'd say. So you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, the, the, you know, they're, they're not always the same guys from team to team, but it's usually not 32 first rounders or, or guys that they give first round grades to. So, yeah, um, you know, uh, probably the 49ers will grade the guy who ends up getting picked 25th very similarly to the guy that ends up getting picked 42nd, say. So I think there's something to that, and I I think there's something to your first point, which is first-round picks aren't quite as valuable. I mean, it it used to be gold, um, a real jewel to have a a first-round pick, and it's still that way, but... I forget when Kyle Shanahan said it, but he alluded to that recently. Like he, growing up, you know, under his dad and early on in his career, uh, it was sort of the old, you know, value of a first rounder. Now, you know, he's not saying that they're useless uh, by any means, but uh, he did sort of concede that it's it's changing a bit. You know, the Rams obviously showed this year that you can do it a different way. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over time. I mean, it's such a trend league, whether you'll see teams like the Ravens have been a real draft team, but they're also kind of close to winning a Super Bowl. Um, I I wonder whether those teams that are in that echelon will start to be more Rams-like in the future. 
Yeah, the Steelers are another one of those teams who grow big uh, throughout the draft and don't frequently trade first-rounders. John Lynch on Wednesday, like I said, he was on Good Morning Football and spoke to the media. His tone was a little bit different. He didn't with, with both of those hits, he didn't absolutely say, yeah, we're trading Jimmy Garoppolo. He said, quote, the situation is active and fluid. A lot of teams have interest in him. It's pretty obvious that we put a lot into Trey Lance and we're loving the development of Trey. Jimmy Garoppolo, we find out, is going to have the shoulder surgery, may not be able to throw to July. The Adam Schefter report from earlier this week was that that would not not hurt his trade value, but I find that hard to believe. Where are you on those comments and, and what it was that you read between the uh, read the tea leaves on with what John Lynch said on Wednesday? Well, I mean, there wasn't much tea leaf uh, reading to be done. I mean, it's obvious that they're trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, whether he ultimately gets traded or not is now the question, and, and I do think it affects his value. <laughs> it just gives, gives the, the purchasing team you know, more reason to say, oh, gee, uh, you know, second round pick for this guy? You know, he's not going to be able to throw to us for us until at least uh, the 4th of July. I mean, we're not going to give up something big for that. Having said that, all it takes is, is two teams wanting him to kind of ratchet it up to a, a good level. I've always thought third rounder is, is the over under on what they would get for him. And uh, I'd say that that is now a little bit lower because of this. But my point is that there's not a lot of options out there. I mean, we talked about those elite quarterbacks, the Russell Wilsons, the Kyler Murrays, the Aaron Rodgers. It sounds as if those guys are, are staying put. So then you go to the draft, and it's not a great draft for, for quarterbacks. Maybe one or two will be picked in the, in the first round, and none of them, that tends to change uh, starting now, between now and, and April, where the, the value of these guys goes up because teams talk themselves into drafting a quarterback. But it doesn't seem like there's it, it's like it was this, this past season. And then there's free agency. And then, you know, in, in free agency, you're talking about Mitch Trubisky and Tyrod Taylor and um, Fitzpatrick. So, I mean, the, that, that echelon, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he's not a, a top 10 quarterback, but he's above those guys. At least he is in, in my mind. And, and I would imagine that, teams that are you know pining for a quarterback will reach that same conclusion so i still think he gets traded and i think like i said all all it takes is is two teams that want garoppolo to um kind of bid against each other and and then it turns into that third maybe it's a fourth maybe it's a fifth round pick you know i think the 49ers though are going to try to move him as best they can it's clear that they're going with Trey Lance as their guy in, in 2022. Based on the start of the new league year, I think it gets going. Well, free agency starts the 16th of March. In your mind, is there a, a good timeline for when the Garoppolo trade would go down? Would it happen before the 16th? Would it happen after free agency? In your mind, when does that happen? I think it depends on how closely these teams rate uh, Garoppolo with, uh, you know, the Marcus Mariotas, the Tyrod Taylors, those those guys that I was just mentioning, the Trubisky. If it's similar in those teams' mind, then they're going to probably try to go for one of those QBs in, in free agency, um, and uh, it, it becomes a, a game of musical chairs. I mean, which guy goes where and, and who's left without a chair? then maybe you make the move for a Garoppolo at that point. This is usually, the, the combine is usually when these things happen. These things are settled. Now we have this, this new variable, and, it's, and it is a new variable. I mean, it's, it's just happened in the last two days where the shoulder wasn't healing like Garoppolo thought it would on its own. 
and so he has to have this this surgery. So it uh, it does uh, you know put things in a state of flux. But uh, like I said, once these teams get a, a sense of what the injury is and they can reconcile that in their heads, and you know frankly I don't I don't know whether what that reconciliation is, but if you're okay with a guy missing OTAs in minicamp, then uh, I, I don't really see why that it would put you off trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah. It should be a, a fun couple of weeks here as we, uh, we get closer to free agency and, and the start of the new league year, and uh, we should find out what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and some of these guys as well. One more topic that John Lynch hit on that I want to ask you about before we get out is the uh, the TV deal stuff, where there were reports that maybe he was going to get offered $15 million a year. I guess he met with Amazon or somebody uh, about taking a, a huge payment to maybe leave the 49ers. It's crazy to me that this is happening now, where you're getting more money to call games than you would to put together a football team or to be a head coach, but we're seeing it Sean McVay, we saw the money John Gruden got years ago. Is this something now you think the teams are really going to have to contend with where coaches who are personable coaches, who are sort of these cartoon character guys who would be great TV analysts are going to be using this as leverage for more money? I'm just looking at the the maybe price of head coaches going up in the NFL based on what we're seeing from TV deals. I think that's a great call, and, and I think that's happened. I mean, uh, remember Shanahan and Lynch just uh, – redid their contracts a, a couple of years ago. And from what I understood, Lynch was quite aggressive with his for a first-time GM uh, who hadn't won a Super Bowl. And, and I think the 49ers were, were taken aback by it, and they capitulated. But Lynch could afford to do that because, you know, worse comes to worse, the 49ers say no, and then he ends up taking a job for more money after he, he leaves his, his GM post. So, you know, he's got a job waiting for him whenever he wants it. He was a really good analyst before he got this job. Now he's more desirable because, you know, he, he's been on, on this side of things. He's been a player. Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame now. He's been a GM for five seasons. So uh, you can see why he'd be valuable. But um, I, I think your your take is absolutely correct, that these guys can – go to their teams and say, listen, if you're not willing to pay this, I, I can just go to TV and make $5 million beyond what, what I'm, I'm asking for right now. So pay up or uh, I'll, I'll happily go elsewhere. Yeah, and some of these guys like John Lynch and, I mean, maybe maybe not Tony Romo so much, but uh, Troy Aikman, certainly they're going to make more now than they ever made as a player, certainly uh, annually and maybe over the, the life of their contract in these new TV deals. Leverage is a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm wondering if John Lynch is like walking through Jed York's office at the uh, the facility and dropping articles about Troy Aikman on his desk. You know, I mean, just leave him there, let him, let him see what's going on. <laughs> well, Adam, I, I think if, if you continue this podcasting stuff, I mean, I, I see you in a couple of years competing with John Lynch for one of these these broadcasting deals. <laughs> I may have to do that. I'll start dropping that on uh, on, on Lee Hammer and Kevin Graham's desk here at KBR <laughs> there you and, go. and over there you at go. The Athletic. So, uh, hey, thanks so much, man. I always appreciate the time, and uh, we'll catch up with you maybe sometime around free agency, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, sounds good. Talk to you then. Great stuff from Matt Barrows. Does such a great job covering the Niners. We can always pick his brain on what's going on throughout the offseason. And uh, probably a good thing that John Lynch has decided to stick around, but that does not preclude him from maybe taking a TV deal at some point in the near future. Definitely something we'll have to monitor with the more animated coaches and general managers, especially those who rank as highly in the football world as John Lynch. All things we'll have to monitor as we get through the next couple of offseasons. 
Thank you to Matt Barrows. Thank you to Brian, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. Next week, we're going to talk to Vic Tafer on Monday about the Las Vegas Raiders and the lack of an extension for Derek Carr. Josh McDaniels did say he expects Derek Carr to be the week one starting quarterback. But is there a trade on the table? Is there an extension on the table? All things we'll talk about next week. Until then, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.